Hello, my busy bees, and welcome back to another holiday special episode. I'm really excited for today's episode because this is a holiday, a celebration that I really know basically nothing about. I knew a little bit about a, about Hanukkah before reading about it and before, you know, going into it, um, into the history and origins of it, but I know absolutely nothing about Kwanzaa, and I am kind of ashamed of myself for that. So. Let's learn about Kwanzaa together today. Um, Again, I'm reading from history.com and the article is just titled Kwanzaa. So if you'd like to go and read it on your own time, you can do that or you can just stay here and hang out with me and I'll read it to you. Before I get into it, I want to deeply and sincerely apologize for mispronouncing any of these words. I will try my best. I did look up the pronunciation for some of them, but as you guys know, the internet is not always 100% reliable, so I don't even know if these are the actual proper pronunciations. Also, people from different parts of the world pronounce them differently, so I'm just gonna swing it, wing it, whatever the heck, and hope for the best. Let's get into it. Kwanzaa history. The name Kwanzaa is derived from the phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, which means first fruits in Swahili. Each family celebrates Kwanzaa in its own way, but celebrations often include songs and dances, African drums, storytelling, poetry reading, and a large traditional meal. On each of the seven nights, the family gathers and a child lights one of the candles on the kinara, candle holder, Then, one of the seven principles is discussed. The principles, called the Guzo Saba, Nguzo, hold on, I'm pretty sure I looked up, I did look up the pronunciation. It's pronounced Naguzo Saba, Naguzo Saba. Um, The seven principles in Swahili are values of African culture which contribute to building and reinforcing community among African Americans. Kwanzaa also has seven basic symbols which represent values and concepts reflective of African culture. An African feast, called a karamu or karamu, is held on December 31st. The candle lighting ceremony each evening provides the opportunity to gather and discuss the meaning of Kwanzaa. The first night, the black candle in the center is lit, and the principle of umoja, or unity, is discussed. One candle is lit each evening and the appropriate principle is discussed. Seven principles. Okay, good. They have some pronunciations on here for me. The seven principles or Naguzo Saba are a set of ideals created by Dr. Molana Karenga. Each day of Kwanzaa emphasizes a different principle. Unity or Umoja is to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Self-determination, kujicha gulia, kujicha gulia, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Collective work and responsibility, ujima, to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters problems our problems and to solve them together. Cooperative economics, ujama to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. Purpose, Nia, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Creativity, or Kumba, 
to do always as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Faith, or Imani. Imani. To believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. So now we're moving on to the seven symbols. The seven principles, or Naguzo Saba, are a set of ideals created by Dr. Molana Karenga. Each day of Kwanzaa emphasizes a different principle. So Mazao, the crops, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, symbolizes work and the basis of the holiday. It represents the historical foundation for Kwanzaa, the gathering of the people that is patterned after African harvest festivals in which joy, sharing, unity, and thanksgiving are the fruits of collective planning and work. Since the family is the basic social and economic center of every civilization, the celebration bonded family members, reaffirming their commitment and responsibility to each other. In Africa, the family may have included several generations of two or more nuclear families, as well as distant relatives. Ancient Africans didn't care how large the family was, but there was only one leader, the oldest male of the strongest group. For this reason, an entire village may have been composed of one family. The family was a limb of a tribe that shared common customs, cultural traditions, and political unity, and were supposedly descended from common ancestors. The tribe lived by traditions that provided con- continuing content- continuity, gosh, that's a hard word, and identity. Tribal laws often determine the value systems, laws, and customs encompassing birth, adolescence, marriage, parenthood, maturity, and death. Through personal sacrifice and hard work, the farmers sowed seeds that brought or sowed seeds, sorry about that, that brought forth new plant life to feed the people and other animals of the earth. To to demonstrate their mazao, celebrants of Kwanzaa place nuts, fruit, and vegetables, representing work, on the makeka, which I'm sure I probably did not pronounce that correctly, but the makeka is a placemat, which is made from straw or cloth, and comes directly from Africa and expresses history, culture, and tradition. It symbolizes the historical and traditional foundation for us to stand on and build our lives because today stands on our yesterdays, just as the other symbols stand on the makeka. In 1965, James Baldwin wrote, For history is not merely something to be read, and it does not refer merely or even principally to the past. On the contrary, the great force of history comes from the facts that we carry it within us, are consciously controlled by it in many ways, and history is literally present in all that we do. It could, be scarcely, it could scarcely be otherwise, since it is to history that we owe our frames of reference, our identities, and our aspirations. During Kwanzaa, we study, recall, and reflect on our history and the role we are to play as a legacy to the future. Ancient societies made mats from straw, the dried seams of grains, sewed and reaped collectively. The weavers took the stalks and created household baskets and mats. Today, we buy makeka that are made from kenti cloth, African mud cloth, and other textiles from various areas of the African continent. The Mishuma or Mishuma Saba, the Vibunzi, I'm so sorry guys, the Mazao, the Zawadi, the Kikombe, Cha Umoja, and the Kinara are placed directly on the makeka. So I'm pretty sure those are all um, the symbols of each um value that they represent. So the vibunzi, vibunzi, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, is the ear of corn, 
The stalk of corn represents fertility and symbolizes that through the reproduction of children, the future hopes of the family are brought to life. One ear is called vibunzi, and two or more ears are called mihindi. Each ear symbolizes a child in the family, and thus one ear is placed on the makeka for each child in the family. If there are no children in the home, two ears are still set on the makeka because each person is responsible for the children of the community. During Kwanzaa, we take the love and nurturance that was heaped on us as children and selflessly return it to all children, especially the helpless, homeless, loveless ones in our community. Thus, the Nigerian proverb, it takes a whole village to raise a child, is realized in this symbol. Since raising a child in Africa was a community affair involving the tribal village as well as the family. Good habits of respect for self and others, discipline, positive thinking, expectations, compassion, empathy, charity, and self-direction are learned in childhood from parents, from peers, and from experiences. Children are essential to Kwanzaa, for they are the future, the seed bearers that will carry cultural values and practices into the next generation. For this reason, children were cared for communally and individually within a tribal village. The biological family was ultimately responsible for raising its own children, but every person in the village was responsible for the safety and welfare of all the children. The next one is Mishuma Saba, the seven candles. Candles are ceremonial objects with two primary purposes, to recreate symbolically the sun's power and to provide light. The celebration of fire through candle burning is not limited to one particular group or country. It occurs everywhere. Mishuma Saba are the seven candles, three red, three green, and one black. The back, I think they meant black, the black candle symbolizes Umoja, unity, the basis of success, and is lit on December 26. The three green candles, representing Nia, Ujima, and Imani, are placed to the right of the Umoja, Umoja candle, while the three red candles, representing Kuji, Kuji Chagulia, sorry guys, I forgot how to pronounce it, Ujama and Kumba, Kumba are placed to the left of it. During Kwanzaa, one candle representing one principle is lit each day. Then the other candles are relit to give off more light and vision. The number of candles burning also indicate the principle that is being celebrated. The illuminating fire of the candles is a basic element of the universe, and every celebration and festival includes fire in some form. Fire's mystique, like the sun, is irresistible and can destroy or create with its mesmerizing, frightening, mystifying power. Mishuma Saba's symbolic colors are from the red, black, and green flag created by Marcus Garvey. The colors are also colors also represent African gods. Red is the color of Shango, the Yoruba, Yoruba god of fire, thunder, and lightning, who lives in the clouds and sends down his thunderbolt whenever he is angry or offended. It also represents the struggle for self-determination and freedom by people of color. Black is the people, the earth, the source of life, representing hope, creativity, and faith, and denoting messages and the opening and closing of doors. Green represents the earth that sustains our lives and provides hope, divination, employment, and the fruits of the harvest. Alrighty, next is the Kinara, which is the candle holder. The Kinara is the center of the Kwanzaa setting and represents the original stock from which we came, our ancestry. The Kinara can be shape, straight lines, semicircles, or spirals, as long as the seven candles are separate and distinct, like a can candelabra. 
Canaras are made from all kinds of materials, and many celebrants create their own from fallen branches, wood, or other natural materials. The canara symbolizes the ancestors who were once earthbound, understand the problems of human life, and are willing to protect their progeny from danger, evil, and mistakes. In African festivals, the ancestors are remembered and honored. The Mishuma Saba are placed in the Kanara. Next is the Kikombe Cha Umoja, the Unity Cup. That's what it is, the Unity Cup. The Kikombe Cha Umoja is a special cup that is used to perform the libation ritual during the Karamu feast on the sixth day of Kwanzaa. In many African societies, libation are poured for the living dead whose souls stay with the earth they tilled. The Igbo of Nigeria believe that to drink the last portion of a libation is to invite the wrath of the spirits and the ancestors. Consequently, the last part of the libation belongs to the ancestors. During the Karamu feast, the Kikombe Cha Umoja is passed to family members and guests who drink from it to promote, to promote unity. Then, the eldest person present, present pours the libation, usually water, juice, or wine, in the direction of the four winds, north, south, east, and west, to honor the ancestors. The eldest asks the gods and ancestors to share in the festivities and, in return, to bless all the people who are not at the gathering. After asking for this blessing, the elder pours the libation on the ground, which this, the word could be libation, I'm sorry, and the group says, Amen. Large Kwanzaa gatherings may operate just as communion services in most churches, for which it is common for celebrants to have individual cups and to drink the libation together as a sign of unity. Several families may have a cup that is specifically for the ancestors and everyone else has his or her own. The last few ounces of the libation are poured into the cup of the host or hostess, who sips it and then hands it to the oldest person in the group who asks for the blessing or blessings. And the last one is Zawadi, which is gifts. When we celebrate Imani on the seventh day of Kwanzaa, we give meaningful Zawadi, gifts, to encourage growth, self-determination, achievement, and success. We exchange the gifts with members of our immediate family, especially the children, to promote or reward accomplishments and commitments kept, as well as with our guests. Handmade gifts are encouraged to promote self-determination, purpose, and creativity, and to avoid the chaos of shopping and, cons and conspicuous consumption during the December holiday season. A family may spend the year making canaras or may create cards, dolls, or maquecas to give to their guests. Accepting a gift implies a moral obligation to fulfill the promise of the gift. It obliges the recipient to follow the training of the host. The gift cements social relationships, allowing the receiver to share the duties and the rights of a family member. Accepting a gift makes the receiver part of the family and promotes Umoja. So that is the basic rundown and history of Kwanzaa. Um, that's really cool. I think that Kwanzaa is now one of my favorite, if not my favorite holidays that I've learned about um, or celebrations that I've learned about because it's just so beautiful. Literally every single thing is representative of something that they value. And I just love it so much. I love the emphasis that they have on respecting our history and our ancestors and, you know, promoting a positive future for our current generation and the ones ahead of us. I just think that is so beautiful. I love learning about other cultures. It's so cool. Um, so Kwanzaa is coming up and 
I just want to wish you guys, if you celebrate, and even if you don't, I wish you a happy Kwanzaa. Um, It's really cool. I think that's amazing. And if you celebrate that holiday, then that's just awesome. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something new. And I cannot wait for the rest of this month to play out. I am excited for the new year, and I hope you guys are too. Thank you for joining me in this episode. I hope to catch you in my next one.